You're listening to Europe Calling with Terry Whitehead and Vince Tracy. All the news from Spain and the UK. Things you might have missed. So, a warm welcome to everybody. It's the 5th of May and uh, we're recording this a little later and believe it or not, the sun is shining. It's been lousy the last couple of days, rain, grey, dismal. Uh, this afternoon has perked up, it's nice and sunny. Let's get in the car, go across the mountain range, down for about an hour and I should be able to find out whether Terry's got exactly the same weather. I'm hoping he has because it's very, very nice up here. Good afternoon, Terry. How's your weather? I think it's absolutely lovely. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at blue sky and the sun just glancing off the the, the roof of me, uh, me office across the way and uh, it, it's nice to have a bit of dry weather. It is. Um, just before we start, we were looking at just in passing at this ridiculous business of £7 million for a cheats shirt. I really can't understand how somebody is, um, you know, able to play that sort of money. And then they were interviewing somebody in London, uh, an Argentinian that they'd found, who reckoned it was part of their culture. Well, I don't really know about you, but I think I prefer my culture to reflect the fact that we're honest and we try to play to the rules, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, If I had had all the money in the world, I would love to go and buy that and then publicly set fire to the bloody thing. Uh, uh, as a as a token of of, of of disgrace, to be honest with you, absolute disgrace. The man cheated. He admitted he cheated. He got away with it. Fair enough. Let's let's admit there's cheating going on every day. We every match that we look at, it's cheating. Not so much as a, as a man using his hands to put the ball in the back of the net, but just as much cheating when you've seen players who get uh, just a slight nudge on the elbow to go flying over. Uh, rolling six times and holding the hand to the face and then bringing the hands away from the face, looking for blood from the actual push on the elbow. Um, that is disgusting. That, all, most of all, apart from wasting our, our money uh, and time, is is kids do it. I remember a while back going down to see, like you do, I used to stop and see, you know, you see kids playing football, like you just have a glance for a couple of minutes to see how they and now they're doing that. Now the kids are doing it. They're rolling over. They're giving it everything. They're looking at. They're putting their hands to the face. And they're oh, is there blood pouring out? Do I need stitches? No, there's not a cut. But uh, they're doing it. So, what the hell's going on? So, what a great lesson. What a yeah. great lesson. Cheat, cheating pays, mate. Cheating pays. All right. Well, here we go again. And uh, let's see. What shall I start you with today? Let's see. Yes. We start with this. Okay, the music might sound nice and cheerful or pleasant, but the article I read certainly isn't. And this is about a physiotherapist who works in the Valencian town of Torrent, and he was arrested on May the 3rd after being caught red-handed, raping a two-year-old girl. I I just really can hardly read this. 
The, the physiotherapist who worked in the local municipal centre was surprised by the girl's father after he heard her cries. And according to the police, he broke down the door only to find the paedophile red-handed. The event is said to have happened around 6pm at the Casa de la Dona, a municipal centre in Torrent, where the girl's parents had taken her for a consultation with a specialist. The girl, this is where it gets even worse, Terry, the girl is understood to have cerebral palsy. It's not yet known how the physiotherapist came to be alone with the girl. However, it is presumed that he saw and took the opportunity to abuse her. Following the incident, the girl was moved to the General Hospital of Valencia, where she was examined by a medical and a forensic doctor, with the latter establishing the extent of her injuries. Um, you know, depravity is a word that sometimes gets um, used when maybe you shouldn't. That's about as depraved as you can get for me. What, what do you think? Well, he's unlucky he's not in the UK, because no doubt he'd be brought out, he had family troubles, and he was sad that the way he was brought up as a kid, and we can't really blame him for what he's doing. We should all be thinking... You know, uh, he's had a terrible upbringing. I'll tell you what, I'll bring back bloody hanging. That, that, I mean, we don't need people like that on this planet. There's so many people in this world, Vince, who are drawing their last few breaths, who deserve to live longer. And there's people like that vermin who who hopefully will not be getting up. I mean, in this country, they do come down every. Hopefully, they'll be coming down on him very heavily. He'll never see the light of day, hopefully. Well, I'm reading uh, the, the next bit of the article said, given the seriousness of the crime and the possibility that the individual has committed the same type of crime before, the court in Torrent has ordered that the accuser's details remain secret whilst the police conduct further investigations. Part of the police's investigation is looking into how the Valencian physiotherapist came to be alone with the two-year-old girl that he was caught raping. I mean, um, I, I just really, this beggar's belief, um, I don't know about you, would you leave your two-year-old daughter with, with a, uh, any professional? Because I don't think I would. <laughs> it's difficult. It, it, it's difficult if they, if they convince you that you can't be in the room because of the treatment they're going to give them it'll be a distraction, then it's difficult, isn't it, to... Uh, no, the short answer is no, Vince, I must admit. But I, I can imagine they... Uh, so people like him can be very persuasive uh, to get the parents to, to leave the room. Uh, I can understand uh, some sort of dialogue going on that they trust him and uh, leave the child. But, I mean, listen, uh, I can't believe that somebody has, has, has been caught for doing this and don't, we can't say anything obvious because it's still going to come to trial and prove it. But this can be a first case. There has to be more behind this. I mean, how old was he? 30 years old? It's, it's, uh, no, there's, there's, there's a lot of years of something going on here. And, of course, little kids of, of, of these, that age, they, won't, they don't really know what's right and wrong. They wouldn't know whether to report it. Report what? I, I mean, these, these people really really need sorting out, they really need rounding up. I mean, we're just on the back now of the, uh, the Madeleine McCann story, was it? 14, 15 years? 15 years, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've they reopened the case in Portugal, and they, they're hoping, uh, they've, uh, we're all hoping they've found the uh, the perpetrator, and they're now saying that 
I found fibres of her pyjamas in the back of his, his camper van. But, I mean, that, that sounds a bit of a stretch of the imagination, but I've no doubt it's possible. I think they just want to... Uh, we've got a convenient bloke in, in jail in, in Germany. Let's, let's, let's pin the, uh, the abduction and presumable murder on him. Um, but it's, it's awful um, that these people are about, and you do you will get the the PC people in this world who will try and find a reason why the, the perpetrator needs our sympathy, not uh, chastisement. Not, not, but, one, one, not one iota of sympathy would I give a man like that. I don't care what excuse somebody comes up with even if the even if the child hadn't got the muscular dystrophy um then i i look look at the age two-year-old it's utterly utterly depraved for me that uh, it's that, that's affected that child possibly for the rest of her life yeah uh, you just don't know um but the only when these people do get sent to jail there is a certain of honor amongst thieves and uh if if, uh, if uh, some sort of paedophile uh horror person as he is uh, ends up in jail normally but they don't have a very nice life and maybe they'll get quite a short life okay i'll move away from that one just uh just horrible, horrible. yeah okay stand by Okay, so more than 200 Spanish cell phones were selected as possible surveillance targets by a client of NSO Group, an Israeli firm that markets a spyware program named Pegasus. The British paper The Guardian reported this on Tuesday and this media outlet added that the client is believed to be Morocco and uh, according to a data leak that led to a collaborative investigation known as the Pegasus Project. The mobile number selections believed to have been made by Morocco occurred in 2019 according to timestamps in the data which includes more than 50,000 numbers of individuals selected as possible surveillance targets by N. SO clients around the world. This is, of course, all about the newspaper from Britain and uh, citing the leaked database. One of the numbers belonged to somebody called Haidar, a prominent human rights activist from Western Sahara who had been targeted by Pegasus since 2018, according uh, to an Amnesty International analyst. Um, traces of the Pegasus spy programme were found. Uh, at a second phone belonging to Haidar in November 2021, a number belonging to the Spanish journalist Ignacio Cambrero, uh, whose work focused on the Maghreb region of Africa, was also found. Interesting this, considering that we've been talking about Morocco over the last couple of weeks. Plus, am I right in thinking that this is right at the very top government levels, this particular uh, Pegasus project thing? It's an Israeli invention, wasn't it? But it was, uh, for whatever reason, they invented it. Well, okay, they want to eavesdrop on, on maybe conversations of, uh, of of terrorists. There's a lot of terrorism in their country, as we know. Yeah. So maybe they want to eavesdrop on on people. Um, but they then sold it to different countries, to different governments. Oh, that's a bit off, isn't it? Because obviously, what are the what are the? I mean, a that government wants it for their own purposes within the country to listen in on 
possible uh, troublemakers in the country, I can assume, or, or opposition parties. But but it, it goes, you know, it goes a stage. I mean, how did how did Morocco get it? I mean, why are they why are they why are they using it against Spain? The only thing I think of, they're trying to find out where this gas is coming from. Well, what we talked about last yeah. week from Algeria. Um, Am I right in, in thinking that this has also been, uh, Pedro Sanchez has been involved in this and one or two of the other ministers? Uh, or well, Apparently so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it, you don't really know. They're not really going to let it out, really. They don't really want to tell people who uh, have been conned by this uh, this app or, or conned into using, having this app used against them. But basically, it's just eavesdropping on uh, on these government officials uh, by another country. So that's that's strange, isn't it? Who's ever heard of that happening before? No, I certainly haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, mate. Come on. I mean, it's just that they've been caught out with this app. I mean, the the world relies on relies on on, on eavesdropping on uh, on the opposition and on other parties. And what was it Watergate? Remember that. Uh, you know, it's, absolutely. It's, so, well, uh, know, it's been going on a long time, hasn't it? I know it's not quite the same, but I mean, you, we use telephones now to obviously look at our bank accounts and things like that. Yeah, this is a danger. And of course, you, you know, the, there's no comeback if uh, if basically uh, somebody wants to look in on what you're doing or, or quite legitimately on your phone, on your computer, making yeah. your banking. Um, how can we stop anybody? Because, quite frankly... It, yeah. it, it happens, Vince, but sadly, uh, uh, it's mainly, uh, I mean, older folk get duped, mainly, because they're easier to dupe, I suppose. A, because they're not so tech-savvy, and B, uh, they tend to trust people more than we do. Uh, the trouble is we've grown up into a... We've grown up to be very un... We don't trust any bugger now, because you can't. Uh, so much... Uh, um, going on in this world, you're very careful what you say to people, because anything can be turned around and misconstrued. And right, my way of life and your way of life is not really going to bother us too much. But if you're uh, at a higher level somewhere, you've only got to s- say a sentence, and if you print that sentence out uh, without hearing how it was said, uh, people can make it sound very, very differently. You know, it's. Uh, was it eat, eat leaves and shoots? Was it the old phrase eat leaves and shoots? Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, it, can, it can be misconstrued, so you've got to be very careful. Um, but I'm well, I had if um, this is the only app. I, I was on uh, uh, Facebook the other day. Uh, basically, you know, I check a few birthdays just to make sure if somebody is a friend of mine who I do genuinely know and I know that it's a birthday, I'll say happy birthday and just. come off fairly quickly and suddenly this thing flashed up and it was um a website um there was you know a a religious website and uh, i just thought i just i see what these people are up to so you know uh i clicked knowing where i was going apparently uh, to these people that reckon that they were religious and um i thought i'll just see what they actually come up with so it was hello vince how can i help you so I put, uh, hello, and uh, what is your name? So there's nothing comes back. Uh, so mm. I, I said, knowing that it's a site purporting to be religious, I said, I just want you to answer me one quick question, please. Who made you? And you know what? Mm. 
I haven't had anything back. Quite honestly, the mm. reason being, it's artificial intelligence. And, yeah. you know, the, the thing is, most people won't know that that's what really is happening. And uh, they'll give away a lot of information. And before you can say Jack Robinson, you know, there's all sorts of things going on. But I thought that was quite an interesting one because, um, you know, I knew full well I wouldn't get an answer. And I thought, yeah, if it doesn't answer me, then it's it's a robot. There's no two ways about it for me. Well, I mean, you must get stuff. I get stuff from people I know, and I'm, and I'm going, this isn't you. The yeah. way something is written, you know it's not them, yet it's supposedly coming from them. So obviously their, their site has been hacked, and uh, by, by putting a comment out and sending it to all the friends that are on the list, then they have all of a sudden got links to you. And uh, either A, have me send you lots of advertising, that's, that's the... The least problematic lobby, or they start attacking your your computers, etc. That's the worst side of it. But it, I don't know. Something's got to be done about it somewhere on the line. It's way too open. And we've discussed this a few times. But mm. it, it's the whole Facebook thing is way too open. There's so many uh, 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 crusaders out there who want to jump on any any comment and turn it into something. I've had it quite a few times where. Yeah. I'll make a normal comment and they will twist and turn it into something it's not just by using my words against me yeah. and start making that. And then all of a sudden you've got the world and his wife jumping on board. And next thing you know, there's the whole thing is being taken over and people are having a row with no relation to what I originally said. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's an awful lot of sad people out there. OK, let's find you another one. Here it comes. Uh, right. Uh, I was going to play you a little jingle, and I've just yeah. I've just suddenly remembered this is a silly one, so um, oh, we won't bother. That's with, all right. We won't. <laughs> no, it's it's too silly. Oh. Right. Okay. So uh, a mistake by a single stock trader caused a three hundred billion. They're talking about three hundred and fifty, fifteen billion dollars. Uh, but it was a flash crash in the European markets on Monday. Now, I didn't see anything about this on any of the news bulletins that I watched. The US-based Citigroup acknowledged on Monday uh, that one of its traders had triggered a sudden sharp fall in the European shares in a matter of minutes, with an equally rapid recovery afterwards. The Reuters news agency reported in an exclusive story that the US banking group was behind the collapse and City ended up confirming that one of its traders made an error when inputting a transaction. The statement added that within minutes they've identified the error and corrected it. A few minutes, however, go a long way on the trading floor, so says this article. The epicentre of the shock was the Swedish stock exchange. The omics uh, index, the country's main reference, fell shortly before 10 a.m., registering a drop up to 8% in shares in fashion firm H&M, and the telecommunication company Telia uh, retreated by 10% in a matter of minutes. Besides having a lot of automated functions, the markets work a bit like a herd. The effects of that single error by the city trader did not stop in Sweden. The contagion effect was felt in stock exchanges throughout Europe, the only ones that were open at the time. Spain's blue chip Ibex 35, for example, lost to 200 points all of a sudden. 
a drop of more than 2.3%, and European stock markets as a whole lost over $300 billion as a result of the so-called Nordic flash uh, crash. Now, I didn't see one one iota about this, so when I read it, I, of course, I became more interested. What did you think of that? Well, the old... You remember seeing the old films on a Sunday afternoon where the, the, the New York businessman in his, in his office, he stood by the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 uh, what they call it, the ticker tape, the ticker tape yeah. would be coming out. He'd be reading like a, a very thin tape coming through and uh, he'd be reading his, his, uh, his, his trades and all the rest of it and making a decision and then maybe thinking about phoning up the stock exchange and ask him to sell or buy. Well, of course, Nowadays, uh, it's it's uh, people with money and in the know-how who don't have to bother doing that. They can actually be on the golf course enjoying the game of golf because they set the, their computers up with algorithms that wait for any wait for certain triggers that they set and will automatically buy or sell as per that trigger. So in a split second uh, that this guy made an error, then uh, the, the other people's algorithms that are set to watch that trade suddenly go into action and start buying or selling uh, the trade in, in that particular thing. And by the time it's been, been corrected, as, as it turned out, there's like billions of, of, of dollars have been wiped off the stock exchanges around the world. Uh, yeah, well, it's happened a few times. Who was it? Who did it? Um, well, only went to jail. The English bloke did it on purpose, didn't they? Trying to, um, to remember his name. I, I, I do remember the incident. They chased him all around. Nick, Nick something, wasn't they? Yes. They, they, they chased him around the world and put him into... He's not really well. I think he may have died. I, got him. I know he wasn't really well in prison, but they made a right uh, mess of him because he basically shook the, 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 the London Stock Exchange to its roots by... Not by accident. He was manipulating uh, things. He was a lesser worker, but it allowed... He had access to certain things and manipulating... Uh, Figures and cost. Oh yeah, what was Coots Bank? Was it? I know some of the big banks. It's a major bank, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They they just disappeared. So uh, it, it's it seems easy to happen, but it's sad when it's when we are affected. That us slowly people down the line are affected by it because if if stuff gets wiped off the the stock exchange, companies can go can collapse, and all of a sudden we could be out of work. Uh, the product we want to buy no longer exists, or you've got to buy a much dearer one. It affects everybody. So again, I don't know how they're going to get round it, other than not be so have their finger on the trigger, the the electronic trigger, so so tight, uh, and I take a little deep breath. But the man who uh, the man who waits a second loses loses billions. Well, That's I always think comes so quick. I don't know whether or not you f we would agree with this, but you know, there's the forex trading pattern which. Uh, any amateur who wants to have a little dabble can get on to. And yeah. uh, surely, if you put enough of those on the internet, then sooner or later, you, you're likely going to have a blip here and there because uh, just by um, a numerical thing alone, there'll be a, a surge or maybe a recession for no reason whatsoever. I mean, surely that's just a mathematical thing. It's nothing to do with any logic it's no reason for buying or selling or anything like that. It's purely just people who basically are having a dabble. I mean, it's gambling, isn't it, when all's said and done? Well, as I was going to say, it's easy. well, it is gambling, Vince. There's no other word for it. I've got some friends who, who, who do exactly that. They, um, they've got companies 
set up that you can join in and play and you are gambling that that trade will go up or that trade will go down. Um, fine, short or long, as they call it. Uh, and obviously, somebody's making a lot of money out of this. Uh, I'll just stick to laying one brick on top of another, if you don't mind. I know what that's about. I haven't got a clue, really, what these are going. But it just seems, as you quite rightly point out, a handful of people are playing with our livelihoods. And uh, we've got to be ready. Again, what do you do about it? No idea. No idea. Let's get rid of currency. And I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll 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 give you a chicken if you give me two rabbits. Okay, well look, um, I'll play a little bit of music to clear our heads, <laughs> uh, but the next one is related. Okay, I played something a little bit more lively, upbeat, because this is bloomin' depressing, this. Because um, I, I started reading when I was preparing this a few days ago, the UK economy is already in recession, and the Bank of England should slash interest rates for today. A former member of the Rate Setting Committee claimed this is Professor David Blanchflower, who sat on the bank's Monetary Policy Committee between 2006 and 2009 and insisted it would be an error for interest rates to be raised further. In response to soaring inflation, the bank has raised interest rates three times in a row since December from 0.1 to 0.75. Then I looked at one or two of the comments underneath. Uh, Face the truth from Grimsby was saying the 1979 Conservative government, the incoming administration of Margaret Thatcher raised interest rates to 17%, as this was seen by the government of the time as a key weapon in com- combating inflation. It did have the effect of reducing inflation, although critics noted its negative impact on the UK uh, manufacturing exports. Now, I go to today's paper. Uh, to try and sort of just check that that still uh, is fairly current, because obviously um, I didn't want to be dis- discussing something and find there's a change. Governor Andrew Bailey laid out the storm clouds that are gathering in the UK with CPI uh, inflation now expected to peak at 10%, the highest level since 1982, in the last quarter when the energy cap soars again. In a brutal hit on families, GDP is projected to plunge by around 0.9% over three months and will be in the red through 2023 as a whole, declining by 0.25%. The bank suggested the country will avoid a technical recession, defined as two consecutive quarters of falling activity, but admitted there's a lot of uncertainty. Meanwhile, the unemployment rate is set to increase, reaching 5.5% by 2025. In a desperate bid to control rampant inflation, the bank has pushed up interest rates once more, despite the risk of choking what little growth is left. The latest 0.25 percentage point hike takes them to a 13-year high of 1% and will add to the mortgage burden for many Britons already struggling to cope with the cost of living crisis. Now, um, yeah, you've got to look at the Bank of England. They've got to act responsibly. But what I can't understand, and maybe you can give me some idea about this, um, when they're talking about these things, it seems to always be that almost in the same breath, almost in the same 
periodicals. You can read that uh, the UK has given another £10 billion, and they'll quote some specifically equally ridiculous uh, to the last amount of money, um, amount of money going into transgender issues or something like that. Mm. Have we got to the stage where a million doesn't really mean anything anymore? Or is it something that it's too technical for average people to understand this? Well, if you're a millionaire, it's not worth two bob, pardon the pun. Uh, A million pounds is, uh, if you, you... acquire a million pounds at 21 years of age, you, you can't really retire on that. It won't be enough. Um, the interest rates have gone up today in the UK. Um, so that's going to put everybody's mortgage up and put, add a bit more pressure on top of their electric bills and gas bills, etc., uh, etc. Et um, but it's uh, the whole world is, is reeling from two years of COVID uh, and the states have put their interest rates up. I mean, the dollar's really strong now. The, the pound is is plummeting, or sorry, plummeting. It's, it's dropping against the uh, dropping against the, the 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 euro and the dollar. It's it's it, there's a recession coming uh, apparently. But don't ask me about these things. But be it, uh, all the pointers are pointing towards Europe and and the US and obviously UK uh, moving into recession by the end of the year. Um, China have, have, have got a worse. They're in the worst position of all. They've got, they've got problems still with trading with the with the US of A. They've got problems with COVID and how they, they feel that just by closing complete cities down and pretending that they're, they're fighting in that way, they're just not getting rid of it. They've they've played it wrong. It seems, it seems a bit strange, doesn't it, that the country where it started is actually suffering the most now. But it's uh, there is going to be, it has to be a massive amount of recession. It's all right. The, the British press criticising Boris Johnson and, and other countries criticising their leaders for the state of the country. But any country that's had two years where people basically stay at home and not producing. And those countries, certainly like the like of Britain and Spain, have been paying people to stay at home. That money's got to come from somewhere. It's got to be recuperated. You just can't, you can't print it. It's the worst thing you can do. So it's got to come back somewhere, and if it is with uh, with the re- this recession now starting, it will bite by the end of the year. Apparently, that's what people are saying. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. That's why I deal in buildings. I build things. Yeah. Because you can buy shares and lose and make a lot of money, but you could lose absolutely everything. You buy a house, your house never goes to a value of zero. Yeah, you may lose some money on on what you pay for it and what you want to sell sell it for, but you just wait long enough and you'll make a profit on your house. Whereas stocks and shares, you 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 can make a nice few bob very quickly, but you can lose a whole lot. So I deal in property; it never lets me down. Um, other people stand by their ticker tapes and uh, and uh, watch the uh, stock markets and play the stock markets and lose billions in a second. Uh, I'm not in that league. I don't want to be in that league, and I really don't want to play in that league. Yeah. Uh, but when it affects us, then we have to take note. Okay. Well, look, we're going next to talk about a specific financier. Um, so um, let's see how much they can be trusted.
So this is a finance boss and a reminder to those people listening to our podcast that we're looking for things in the papers which maybe aren't discussed quite as much as they should be um, in, in certainly some TV station or certainly somebody should be talking about this particular person embezzled over £60,000 and spent it on flights, holidays, designer shoes... Now, here's the important thing, the interesting thing, has been ordered to pay back only one pound. One pound. Greedy, and uh, just listen to the name, you couldn't make this up, Vicky Fortune, um, (laughs) a 42-year-old, funneled thousands of pounds into her own bank accounts within weeks of joining a construction business, sorry, Terry, uh, which has worked (laughs) on Westminster Palace, a court head. During her 15-month fraud campaign, she spurred no thought for colleagues at risk of losing their jobs as she booked weekends away, which left the company in dire straits. When she was finally caught by Abigail Meyer, a junior accounts worker, she blamed it on being cash-strapped after a divorce and claimed that she owed bailiffs £20,000. Judge Timothy Mousley QC ruled that uh, Ms Fortune from Waterlooville in Hampshire went past that point and was being greedy as he jailed her for 16 months, call that eight months then, in December last year after she admitted to fraud by false representation. Uh, Portsmouth Crown Court, all this was, um, hearing that she had no assets so can only afford to pay back a nominal fee of just £1, despite embezzling 65000 from architectural Louvre products and services. After the hearing, Mark Platten, is a 62-year-old managing director of the firm, um, has resigned himself to never being paid back. He said, it wasn't a trivial amount, but we've got through to the other side of things now. Um, Meanwhile, Grumpy Hen in Forum in the UK said it's the same argument as Boris Becker's sentencing. So many people saying, what's the point of sending someone who has not physically or mentally really hurt anybody? Uh, sentencing needs to be far more useful to the victim and the to the citizens of the UK instead of her sentencing costing US uh, sorry us a fortune she should be repaying the victim uh, don't know how but there must be some way via social sentencing uh, Terry I mean we're talking about a pound a week which is bloody stupid who, who are these people that make these ridiculous judgments a, a queen's counselor i mean are they bonkers or what well i'd imagine reading between the lines they're having a go at the people uh that basically let her get into that situation in the first place um that, that's this sort of judgment happens quite often um but, but the worrying i'm trying to think that I, I, I read recently in the uk the percentage of people in languishing in prison that are there because of uh, fraud and financial misdemeanour, i.e. not burglars or, or violent people. And it's something like, if, if I remember rightly, it's around the 40% mark uh, of people are doing time because of, of fraud. Well, I think that's uh, a, a bit silly. Yes, people have to be punished, but they don't need to be kept off the streets. They're not... They're not uh, they're not a danger to you and I. They are you and a danger to you and I if we get sucked in by their promises and etc. But if they, these people, if they're perpetrating these frauds, have to be a little bit clever. Have to be. 
to, to, to get away and, and embark on what they do, use it. Find another way of punishing them. And use it. Well, you mentioned Boris Becker. Why is the point of putting Boris Becker away for a couple? Is it two and a half years? Well, get him out there. Get him out there to teach tennis to 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 impoverished kids, to 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 kids who would never get a chance of even stepping on a tennis court anywhere. Get him out there. Well, apparently he is. Tennis. He is already being enrolled in one of the prisons as a tennis coach. So again, you see, we go to this business of, um, you know, you've got people in jail playing tennis. When other people maybe would love to play tennis, but we can't get on a court because it's normally private or the, the kids can't afford it. You know, it, it's there's no thought. I mean, what, what yeah, worry? No, but it, it, this is, I mean, you get the point where you get like Rolf Harris and Jimmy Savile would have made a great, would have been great together in prison. They've been a wonderful uh, pantomime at the end of the year they could have done. You know, and, and Gally Glitter, let's have him there. It'd be a wonderful show they could all put on. But those are the people, yeah, they need to be, they have to be uh, severely punished and seen to be punished. But people for fraud, for God's sake, I really, I really think they could, that somebody should use their noddles and use their, I'm not going to say they're super intelligent, but they must have something there. There must be a way where the community can earn money out of them rather than pay a fortune to keep them locked up. Well, it's 40%, quite... 40% it... of inmates? Wow. It's quite strange, this, Terry, because uh, I love the I love the programme The Chase, and I tend to watch it as much as I can. I like I like quizzes, mm. but this is quite an intelligent uh, programme. Now, numbers of times people come on and they tell us about the fact that they've got this wonderful job. I'm I'm a finance manager or whatever, and then when you get to the questions which really anybody should guess, they don't seem to get them. Um, you know, maybe it's just a bit of um, coincidence now and again. But you see, the thing for me is that um, the 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 financial people work on the logic side of the brain, so you can be good with physics uh, figures. But you can be utterly stupid with how to actually place that money. Common sense, yeah. Yeah, and for me to have a, a QC asking somebody to pay back a pound a week in 2022, either this particular QC hasn't really got the, the gist of how much people earn on a weekly basis. So if, for example, she's earning, I don't know, should we say 300, well, certainly if it's going to hurt her, she's got to be paying back 50 pound, you know, just as a nominal quick example. But one pound is just nonsense. Well, I, I said it, it has to, to me. It has to be the stupidity of the people that are concerned that allowed her to get into that position. Who were claiming the money back? I can only assume that he's penalising them for allowing the woman to get into the position that she did in the first place. Because on the other hand, every student that goes to university now uh, are encouraged to take a loan out because the costs of a fortune. But they, they have to pay that loan back uh, through life. But it's only when they've started pay. earning the money, Terry. They, they, they don't no, have no, to. No, but the point is that students have to pay the money back but over and above a certain amount of money. So she should be allowed to earn a certain amount of money. Over and above that, she should start paying it back. It's no good. If, if you, I don't know, you've got to find a way where she can earn money and lead a normal life, but honour the debt that she's got. So let her earn X amount of money and then pay so much uh, over and above that, pay so much back to to, to, to the, wherever she needs to pay the money back to, whoever she, she 
she fraudulently uh, yeah. connived to get the money off him. Uh, I'm afraid I, I do see that differently. I, I think I think she... I don't see why we should have to pay. We I don't see why we should have to pay fortune. I mean, it's a fortune to keep a prisoner in. In, in, I think it's over £100,000 of prison, isn't it, or something like, like that. It's a ridiculous. To keep somebody in jail. Yeah. More than that, you think about it. It's um, ridiculous. So why? 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 <laughs> well... And then they, let, then they let bloody criminals and gunners and rapists out early, um, and uh, who then commit again. Yeah, let's have prison for the for the people we don't on our we don't want them on our streets. Then they go to prison for a long time. Okay, we're probably going to continue with a theme. Let me play the jingle, and then okay. I'll give you the adjunct to what we've been discussing. Okay. It's Europe calling with Terry Whitehead and Vince Tracy. Items in the news that you might have missed. Europe calling. Okay, so I saw this picture in the in the paper I was reading, and it was a an elderly gentleman and his face beaten and and really didn't look good. And there's mm. this blessed woman, uh, Samantha McDonnell. I'll use her name because people need to hear who she is and keep away from people like her. She forced her way into this poor 87-year-old's supported accommodation. This was in Birmingham, uh, so you'll probably know Bartley Green. I don't know it. Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. Okay, this was March the 4th, and she let herself into the elderly gentleman's flat. She demanded money and attacked him until he fell to the floor before cruelly unplugging his phone to stop him calling for help as she stole his bank card and escaped. She's 37 and beat him so hard he was rushed to hospital with a bleed on the brain and a broken nose in this shocking attack. Police also discovered that she'd stolen from three people at the property in Hansbury Court, including two pensioners and a support worker. She was arrested and the next day at her flat in Bartley Green and was caught by DNA evidence that was left behind. Officers seized the stolen items and clothing uh, she was wearing at the time of the attack uh, and she was also filmed near the pensioner flats by one of the support workers shortly after the robbery and was picked out on an ID parade. She admitted theft, a robbery and burglary and was jailed for seven and a half years so we can talk probably about three years then and the pensioner has since been released from hospital but his life has been changed forever and he's now moved house due to not feeling safe following the attack now this is only really the tip of the iceberg because we see these horrible people attacking ordinary people and uh, I don't know about you. I I don't feel three and a half years is is a lot. All right, they, they've said seven and a half years, but you know it's not going to be seven and a half years. And um, oh, no, but life life is seven years, Vince. <laughs> you were given life uh, prison, uh, life a life sentence. It's seven years, unless you get a full life sentence, in which case it's till you drop dead. But life in prison, murder, generally speaking, it's seven years. Now, if you 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 start chucking on like you say. The, the good behaviour and uh, time off, etc., etc. They can certainly get a third off that. You know, they end up doing five years or four and a half years. Um, it's not bad for killing somebody if you want out, out of your way. Same with what we've said about fraud before. The, the subtitle it pays. Actually, in fact, it, crime does pay. Vince. In this case, for this woman, 
Uh, and, and I'm pleased, I'm not pleased, but I'm pleased in inverted commas that it is a woman that's done it because it, women do create, do nasty things as well as men. Obviously, it's mainly men that do these things, I know. But, uh, but she, Bartley Green, by the way, is quite a nice area. Brian Atkinson, the uh, manager, the old villa manager, the United manager, he lives there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, it, how do you punish them? I see in Russia, <laughs> they have different prisons, don't they, for, for people? Yeah. Obviously, it's the political people get the worst, and the murderers probably get the best. But I mean, I don't know, it sounds a bit archaic, but I mean, hard labour? Prison with hard labour rather than sitting in a cell using your computer and watching telly all day? You see, the thing for me, Terry, is that, that really this has hardly changed in 20 years. Since we've been doing these type of programmes, you've got people like her turn up every now and again. We've got a poor elderly person, always an older person who can't defend themselves. And uh, basically, um, you know, really, these these things are just never going to end until they find... I mean, I mean isn't it the same old thing? You, you do the same old thing in the same old way and expect the same old results. It doesn't happen, does it? it, it nobody changes anything. The system does not work. And uh, no, I think she, also... She robbed a bank and got 15 years, you know? Yeah, and that I think... a great train robbery, 30 years? <laughs> you know, it's money. Yeah. You get more. Yeah. Murder. Oh, don't worry about it. Take seven. You'll well, you see, I also, I also think part of the culpability in all of this has got to be the television. Poor old Murray Whitehouse and people who have been rid- oh, yeah, ridiculed in the past. Um, you see, I-, I did a hypnotherapy course, okay? So we're talking about uh, things that are going on in a subliminal way. People are becoming immune to watching these things. If you're playing video games where people are killed and maimed and then, you know, you've done this for a long part of your life, don't be surprised if that's how eventually you start seeing everything. And it just makes my blood boil when I see these poor old people being beaten up by these, I mean, the thugs, the the, the trouble is, very often they won't call a lady a thug. Uh, she's no lady. She's a thug. Yeah. And quite frankly, um, you know, they've changed the nature of how the female is these days. And, um, you know, where you and Listen, I... Listen, you can shove her away for, for seven years. You can shove her away for 70 years. She is what she is. Uh, that sort of person is not going to change because of prison. That it's in them, as far as I'm concerned. Now... You've either got to embark on a, on, a, on a massive psychological program to try and turn them round and become good citizens, or find a bloody island somewhere and shove them on there, let them live the rest of their life out there, away from us. I'll, I'll go for the second, to be honest with you. Well, I think but that's... It, 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 you're not going to change it, Vince. It's not, she's not going to come out of prison seven and a half years later going, I'm really refreshed now, and that's yeah. really changed my way of thinking. I will never, ever do that again. That's rubbish. Well, Terry, you see, I totally agree with what you've just said. And I think this mm. is the problem. We've had this nonsense. This, Badens are you know, you, you are right. I mean, as a teacher, I used to go into schools and you'd, you'd, the other teachers would tell you when you're going in on supply, this kid's that, this kid's here. And they'll yeah, point yeah, out yeah. the kid and you'll know. what. And I always used to go in and I'd say to myself, I'm going to give this kid a chance. And you know what? Within a day... 
I could see where the teachers were coming from. They're just <laughs> not nice people. And no. sadly, you know, people, I don't know whether they don't want to face the truth, but, you know, you can't really, um, you can't get to the stage of doing what you've just outlined, which is expecting people to go uh, be confined for so many years and then come out and start being nice. It doesn't work that way, does it? But, but all kids are born the same. It, it's what happens to that child uh, in the inter, in the growing up years that, that changes the child into a, a villain or a really evil person. Um, I, I don't believe it's it's something that they're born with. It's, so if if it's the way they're brought up or things they're they're exposed to uh, change them, then we have to that has to be looked at. It has to be looked at to diminish that. You're never going to stop it. It has to be looked at. But there's some evil people in this world who do, you know, some people are running large countries. Um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> Terry, I think, I think we know where that one's going. So let me play yeah. a jingle and I'll give you the next one. It's Europe calling with Terry Whitehead and Vince Tracy. Items in the news that you might have missed. Europe calling. Okay, now I suppose this one in a Spanish newspaper, but I think it does, yeah, it's worth discussing. A video from last night's Netflix it is a, a joke event. Uh, shows a man charging onto the stage and tackling the comedian before he was dragged off by security. Uh, Jamie Foxx, who was watching the show from the wings of the Hollywood Bowl wearing a sheriff's hat, rushed on stage along with the security to detain the attacker. Uh, Chappelle, who sparked outrage in the trans community with comments in a Netflix show last year, appeared to be uninjured and continued with his set joking, it was a trans man. Chris Rock, who performed later in the Netflix uh, it is a joke uh, event, then came on stage and joked, uh, was that Will Smith? Footage later appears to show the attacker <laughs> being treated by paramedics for an injured arm. Now, the thing that crossed my mind, and I thought we'll, we'll talk about this, is the power of the microphone. When you've got somebody up on the stage, mm. and we saw Will Smith and what happened not that long ago at the, the, the heady events of these wonderful people getting their awards, etc. Um, yeah. I've been at shows, the same as you have, where you've watched um, a comedian who, once they're losing, they, uh, once they're losing the crowd, they start using all sorts of material they shouldn't be using. And how far would you let people go? I mean, you know, is there, is there no bounds? Are there no bounds? Uh, is there anything that you think people should not be allowed to joke about? What do you think? Oh, most certainly. I'm just trying to think of the name of that evil Scottish comedian uh, who's just filth and vile. I know who you mean. Awful, awful things. And I can't believe these. They even give me their own bloody programs now. Yeah. I can't believe he's allowed on television. Yeah, I know. I mean, where the hell is that coming from? I, I love good humour. I love really. I like clever humour. It doesn't have to be dirty. It doesn't. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be that go that way. Chubby, Chubby Brown. Uh, I've seen him. He's very funny. When you've had a few beers, he's funny. He's very funny. But, you know, I wouldn't be taking my kids there to see him. No. Um, it, it, it's a shock jock. Uh, that's it. But it, it, yeah, no. There's 
it, it doesn't, you don't have to, it, it's great, it's refreshing to see a comedian who doesn't have to actually swear or actually touch on a taboo subject to get a, a bit of titillation. Um, he liked, you know, because a lot of these comedians like to cause embarrassment in the uh, in their audience. Uh, it gets them onside a little bit, gets them a little bit edgy. Uh, and I, and I, I don't really like it when they do that. I mean, I like a good, a good clever comedian. Um, I, I mean, I've seen some really good comedians in my time, um, but um, it, it's it's sad when you see some of these individuals. I mean, the guy you're talking about, Chappelle, I presume I can only assume that he's had a pop at the gay community, and I can only assume that somebody from that community has jumped on stage to take his revenge. Fair enough. He's Listen, we're talking about, I've never even heard about him before. No. So all of a sudden, he's getting his 15 minutes of, uh, of fame, isn't he? Yeah. This is, this is a, it backfires on the bloke that run on the stage to get his own back, because now he will never be known who he is other than the bloke who's got a bad arm, you just said, um, because obviously got injured. But we all know now about this Dave Chappelle. I didn't know about Dave Chappelle before. No. Um, but now all of a sudden, his name's is there. And I can say, oh, yeah, I know Dave Chappelle. Well, you, you... Have I seen him? No, I don't think so. You know as well as I do, um, I, I, I've gone out and tried to do my, my stand-up stuff. The minute I've got a little bit of a problem, I immediately go to a song. Now, yeah. I don't know whether or not that is... Uh, well, you've got the advantage there, haven't you? That's, that's the difference. But I made my right. advantage. I mean, the thing well, is... That, that used to be, just for a second, that used to really pee me off. So when you used to get a comedian on stage and he felt he had to sing something at the end of his act years ago. It always the comedian yes. has to end with a song, and that really used to pay me off because they were such awful singers by and large, really bad. Just, well, you know, I, do a punchline and walk off stage. That's all you need. Well, to I, I normally, uh, you know, I, I've got the idea of whether people are with me or not. So I'm lucky in the respect that I can blast my harmonica. Yeah, you can swap over. Yeah, you know, um, we'll stay with this sort of a territory because I got another story that I didn't uh, see until last week, which was about. A Britain Got Talent star, and he's been left paralysed for life after a stunt involving two cars went horribly wrong. Jonathan Goodwin, a daredevil and escapologist, is now confined to a wheelchair with doctors saying that he will never walk again. The stunt, which went wrong during a rehearsal on October the 14th, involved uh, this guy, Goodwin, being put in a straitjacket and suspended more than 20 metres in the air by his feet. Hanging alongside him were two vehicles with the plan for Goodwin to free himself and drop to an air mattress below unscathed. Instead, he was crushed between the two vehicles, causing him to fall and hit his head. He was airlifted to hospital immediately after the incident. His fiancée has said he fell 30 feet and lost a kidney, broke both shoulder blades and shattered both legs. He has third-degree burns, broke his spine and severed his spinal cord, and he nearly died. And then on the opening, uh, the operating table, he nearly died again. Speaking to Joe Rayner on the podcast out to lunch the 48 year old actress added he's paralyzed now he's in a wheelchair unless there's a kind of stem cell surgery or that uh, kind of thing um that elon musk is designing with a little chip he'll be like that forever and um goodwin whose britain's got talent stunt went horribly wrong has remained positive and upbeat 
despite his life-changing duties, and um, he is re- recorded by his uh, girlfriend as saying, uh, his, she said, sorry, his courage and his strength is something that I just aspire to be like. Now, I don't know about you, but you see, I've thought once or twice when I've seen these things on Britain's Got Talent, and you see, it goes to the judges and the horror in their faces as they watch this. Um it's almost like, you know, this, of course, people will never see. I wouldn't have known about that had I not read about it. And yet, you know, I go to, uh, for example, at Benidorm Palace. I see one or two of the acts there. They're working without a safety net. They're going mm. 20 feet up into the air. Um, my, my heart's in my mouth. I mean, you, you know yourself, if you see anybody go in that height. Yeah. Um, where do we stop with this business of being entertained? Well, that was a circus, wasn't it? Uh, a circus was, was animals and then the, the people on the flying trapeze and hopefully that in it beneath them. Um, but I suppose you, you go in there hoping, hoping to see that somebody's going to fall. Sounds a bit watchy, but yeah, that, that's where the excitement is, is, is the big excitement. Now, the sad thing, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm against what these people are doing, by the way, like I'm, Britain's Got a Tent, etc., where, where these, these shock jocks come out uh, and, and do these, these acts because they, every, they get success. If it, they pull it off, obviously if they don't pull it off, you end up in a wheelchair, but they pull it off and they automatically get success. They're, they're buying their bit of fame and it's a very short bit of fame because to top it, you have to top your, your last, your previous act your second, when you come on next week, or wherever you go after that, you've got to top that. It's not as if you're going to sing your 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 best hits, is it? Time no. and time again. No, you have to top it. And as you top it, the 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 possibility of, of failing uh, becomes greater. Harry Houdini, perfect example. He died doing his own tricks, yeah. uh, and everybody knows the name Harry Houdini, but for the wrong reason. He died doing his own tricks. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think I'm going to get my 15 minutes of fame because I died doing a trick. Um, so I think these people, they should either be supremely uh, perfect in what they do. And obviously something's gone very wrong there, and that is not perfect. We should be, be uh, it's like any sleight of hand uh, magician. Um, we should be uh, made to believe that what we're looking at is really, really, dangerous and frightening but in actual fact it shouldn't be but obviously in his case it was uh in my world vince if it can go wrong it will go wrong you, you've got to assume that's going to happen one day well and I, I really they've got no place to me for me in entertainment most people no i remember seeing last week they had uh, an escapologist going into a chamber of water and of course uh, as you'd expect he had his hands tied and everything and the trouble is they're showing you the, the the panelists looking at him sort of as if something's going to go wrong and and you see you're given the idea that nothing ever does go wrong but mm-hmm. this poor guy uh, is going to probably be in that wheelchair for the le- rest of his life and it, yeah and for my money it, it is exactly what you said you know is it worth it for me no nah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't make me happy that somebody else, had, and and therefore, my beef is with the fact that he was allowed to do something like that, um, and yet we we wouldn't have sort of seen anything because obviously there there's the the show aren't going to show you something going wrong, you know. But 
Obviously, it's, something... It's, uh, mine is a dangerous job. I don't take part in that danger anymore. But the building game is a dangerous job. There, there are many injuries and deaths in the building game every year. And we have to take certain precautions. And we have to uh, go to training. We have uh, periodic uh, inspections. Um, we have to do uh, like a, a risk assessment of jobs. I'm waiting now for, a, for a permission for a project. And um, part of that, we had to do a risk assessment for it um, to, to get it passed. Uh, so we have to minimise the possibility that something can go wrong. But logically, things, you know, like I said, they can go wrong. So you've got to make sure if they do go wrong, uh, you, you limit uh, the danger involved. And when you've got somebody, something like this happening in a, in a, in a studio or in, in a public venue, where the hell is the risk assessment? Where the hell is are the people who somebody should be looking at and going, well, I mean, that looks extremely dangerous. And then yeah. the magician will pull onto one and say, yeah, but it's not actually because, look, there's this, this and this. It's not what you see. Um, that, that's where it, it's, it's, it's gone very, very wrong. In my, well, I think the establishment, I don't know if it's a studio or, or a theatre he was in, but that they've, got to have, they've got to be partly to blame for this, for allowing that to go ahead. Yep. You're right, uh, Terry. We've now gone 20 seconds over. So once again, My we've God. put the world to rights. And um, nice to have your company again. Thanks very much indeed, Terry. Cheers, Vince. See you next week. See you next week.